Hi, this is The Selection. I'm your host, Cole Witter, and we are connecting how books and the books we're reading connects to today's society. Uh, my name's Florian. Uh, my name's Ethan. And my name's Jaden. Uh, we, um, our question that we're con- um, answering today in the podcast is, what factors influence the development of collective and individual identities? Um, we're, the books we're reading are The Tribe, What Made Maddie Run, and Into the Wild. Um, for The Tribe, it's about how um, this author named Sebastian um, wants to live in this like close-knit community, but he never really gets that chance to while he's being while he's in this suburban area and he talks about how high like high um high achieving areas like well wealthy people aren't feeling close together because of separate they are not as close and they don't need, rely on each other and he correlates this how tribes are correlate um rely on each other and it benefit and everyone enjoys it and that is the summary for tribe uh so into the wild is my book and it's basically about a young man named Christopher and his beliefs. Like he believes a philosophy similar to Thoreau where he should only own what he can carry and sort of live a nomadic lifestyle, sort of just like finding his true self. And he does this by traveling around, pretty much just going place to place. He meets people along the way, which he leaves a lasting impact on. And he finds himself through various parts of the United States and then eventually into Mexico. And then he wants to start working his way up into Alaska to like live out on the last frontier, sort of like on his own, separated from society, just like living like his idea of the ideal lifestyle. What made Maddie run really demonstrates expectations versus reality in society we have today. Um, And a big part of that is through social media and how we portray a false image with what we post and what we comment and what we like. Um, Maddie was a really good soccer player, but she chose to run because she wanted to go to a better Ivy League school. Um, But as soon as she got there, she wasn't the best of the best anymore. Instead, everyone around her was good at running so she had to compete and she wasn't really used to all the work she had so it was hard for her to fit in and therefore when she didn't succeed she got really hard on herself um, and started to hide her emotions from her family from her friends Um, and in the end she took her own life but it really helps us realize how we do need to ask the question if other people are okay if we see they are struggling, because if not, something bad could happen. Um, I'm also reading The Tribe, and The Tribe talks about living independently uh, and how it has its benefits, and it compares Native Americans to how living independently is a better way of living. Um, So we're going to be talking about the question, what factors influence the development of collective and individual identity? And we um, had multiple resources um, that have it. And we have a TED Talk, a documentary about these guys living in Guatemala on a dollar a day, um, our books, and then also this um, podcast called Typology. So we're going to start with the TED Talk and we're going to um, and the factors that influence the development of collective and individual identity that was addressed in the TED Talk 
were the fact that everyone is a perfectionist and trying to um, and trying to like become a perfectionist leads to a bad individual society because it creates individuals in the society and they're not trying to group up together and help each other. Yeah. So um, just one question I had about it was, do you think that through perfectionism, like, do you think that he, do you think breaking perfectionism would be like an ideal sort of thing or like have a benefit impact on society? I feel like it would have a benefit impact on society because people wouldn't have so much pressure on it. Like they wouldn't need to uh, like live up to something like that's like impossible to like live up to. Yeah, I agree. I think um, a big part of what influences um, both collective and individual identity is success and the idea of perfection. And if we don't reach perfection, we think that we're unsuccessful and a failure. Um, Do you think that there's like a celebration of perfection? Yeah, I feel like that people don't really like accept the people's flaws and they try to look for how perfect someone is and like how they like respond to something. So like they only look for the good things in their life, like like their car, like how they look and like how they act in front of people as like their perfect life. Uh, how do you think that was developed? Oh, I think that was developed through like the school system, sort of like through standardized testing, like how he was talking about it, like how um, how he would say like we'd get a good test score and then we'd believe like personally like that's good but then like since we did that good now they expect us to do better sort of like yeah Yeah, I also think it's through um social media because he um he also was talking about how we try to hold on to like perfection and the identity of being perfect so just like the whole social media um just affects that all Okay, how do you think we can stop the spread of perfection? Or would that benefit society? Uh, I think you could sort of stop it by just like... Actually, I'm not really sure. Because it's sort of hard to stop because it's so ingrained already into society just like from a young age. So it's sort of just like being okay with like how you are instead Mm -hmm. of always just like... I mean, it's good to strive for more, but like to a certain extent where it's not harming you like in your mental health where you don't feel like good enough. And I agree with that because we all, we all like have our flaws. Like no one is flawless in society today. And as the world keeps changing and it keeps getting more challenging, we just have to find a way to love ourselves and our values. Do you see how this relates to your books? Yeah. So like in the tribe, it says like, like he, they focus only in on the um, like in the like in the towns when the, uh, they like only focus in on the good things that people do and not like what they can do as a collective, but the focus on the individual in the town. So that creates an individual identity for each person inside the town. While in the tribes, like the Native American tribes, they focus on as the collective tribe and what the co- the tribe does for each other and how they survive off of each other. Uh, in my book, Into the Wild, I feel like Christopher sort of, like, was able to, like, break the perfectionism because he sort of just, like, abandoned society and lived, like, how he wanted to, sort of by, like, breaking, yeah, just by breaking the rules, I guess. 
And um, what made Maddie run? Maddie really let perfection and success, um, like, determine her life and how she lived, even though, she, like, how she wasn't successful. And in all her races in college, she wouldn't get first. She would really, like, take that upon herself and ask herself, what is she doing wrong? So we just kind of have to, like, realize that things are going to happen, but you just have to push through them. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next article, and it's the Typology podcast. And this was talking about the Enneagram personality test. And the, this is a test that, like, describes who you are. And they basically were talking about how um, you, like, it's a good thing to be who you are as a child. But if you live like that throughout your later years in life, it will come back to, like, hurt you. And it's what leads to your downfall. So, um, basically the question is, I'm going to ask is how do you change your view of the facts that already happened to you? So how do you change like what occurred in your life and how can you make it a positive impact? Uh, I feel like you could sort of just take what happened in your life. Like you can, obviously you can't change the facts, but then you can change how you view it. And then from those views, I guess you can bring out a positive impact by like trying to like better yourself from whatever happened by seeing like it in a positive light. I think that whatever happened in the past should just be kept there because you can't really do anything to change the past, but you can move on. Mm -hmm. And also the speaker in this podcast, he was saying how if you find yourself living um, in the wrong story, leave. So like we need to stop acting as if we're someone when we really aren't because it's not going to benefit us later down the road. And it doesn't help you like, like, like it doesn't help you make friends and it doesn't help you get what you want in your life it just makes you look like like it makes you feel look perfect but you're really not being perfect or not being true to yourself yeah just sort of like live who you are instead of just trying to create a fake story about like the facts that have happened because if you're living as your true self you'll find like your true friends that way because you're you're just being yourself really um why do you do you guys think that in society we are taught success is the only option? Uh, I think it kind of like started like like this generation because it kind of like everything got harder and harder and like when like standards got higher and higher and everything seems like impossible to achieve right now. So if you don't like have success, you don't you won't achieve the goals you want or the life you want. I think that also relates to the last TED talk where it's sort of like society striving for perfection mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just how some of us were raised into yeah so like I get what you're trying to say there so you're like how it's like you were like born into it and like your parents have like pushed it down your like throat yeah. like keep mentioning it to you know like you have to be perfect in this you have to be perfect in this there's no excuse there's no excuse and that's what like leads to you like living this false self and you can't be yourself anymore I also thought it was um, kind of weird how when he was describing all the different um, Enneagram, right? Yeah, Enneagrams. Um, that all the different types that they like slightly varied, but in the end they all came back to how like we are perfect and feel like we have to cover up our flaws. And I think that's like really important just to see and realize. And they all also brought up that they're all codependent on someone. Yeah. Like everyone needs someone that there's not one like – personality test where you can say I'm by yourself 
And that's like what is good for like society is people need people. And then I know in the podcast, they mentioned that it's like human nature to attach on to the negativity and remember those points more. So like, why do you think that is? Uh, it's easier to remember the negative than it is the positive because you're bitter about it. Like you had no can like it could be something bad that you had no control over, but you wish you could change it every like every like moment you want. I also think that um, we focus on the negatives because we're so quick to compare ourselves from one another to make ourselves feel better than one another. So I think that's a big point of that. Do you think that the stories we build around the facts that we've let live sort of creates a false sense of our own environment? Like, Yeah, because everyone views facts differently. So like if you like live the same story with somebody else and you both view a fact differently, you're both going to have a different like aspect in your life. And that's, what's going to make you different people. Um, So then we're going to move on to the next article and it's the dollar a day documentary. And this is when um, four college students, took 56 days off of their summer vacation and flew to Guatemala and lived off a dollar a day. And they wanted to see how um, people would live and how they would act. Before we start our discussion, I thought it was pretty cool to see how, how much these people or how little these people like didn't have, but still they were happy with the life they were living and how different it is from how it is today. They were content with who they were like and what they, and who they are and like, what they have and they weren't like angry that they didn't have money or they couldn't go to school. They would, they did everything in their power and ability to try to achieve what they want. And I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah, they all kind of depended on each other. Like they were all in it together. Yeah. So on that, like, why do you think they helped each other? Like, like when one person was having success, like the guy with, I don't know his name, I forgot it, but it was like, he had a motorcycle and he had a job and it had income steadily but he all helped his friends buy a stove and he helped his neighbor um 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 buy like food for like food and he fed the the kids a nice meal but like why do you think they help each other when them themselves are still struggling i think their general struggle sort of brought them closer together as a society and then which they like sort of were able to work together from like because their like struggle overall sort of bonded them and like we don't really see that today because a lot of people today especially in like the united states and modern developed countries everybody's sort of just in their own world like just trying to like focus on their own problems yeah and not like looking at the overall bigger picture of like your community Uh, this relates to the tribe because it's like um it's like the native american tribes show that each like person is a group and they're all grouped up together to like work and live together so one person can't slack because then everyone else will like not get what they need so that's like how it relates and then when it shows like the successful like high like healthy populations like towns it shows that everyone's individual identity affects them and nobody really helps each other in the hard times and it's kind of just you're on your own and you try to get chugged through it Going back to your um, question about, like, the more wealthier guy and why he might have helped out others who didn't have as much as him, I think it's just paying forward, like, a good deed because we don't know if he started off with, like, a higher income than everyone, but, like, he could have worked for it and someone could have been that person 
who helped him out, who helped like his life start off. So he's kind of helping others to help their life like start off. I feel like uh, he's been through what he sees other people are going through and he just wants to help out as much as he can with uh, whatever, whatever he can help with. I mean, I can sort of see a parallel of this story into into the wild. As when he was like, as Christopher, when he was living in the slabs, which is like a small little sort of abandoned like Air Force base where just people live in like RVs and tents. Like they all lived close together as a community and they all like helped each other out and like tried to get each other as like, far as they could, I guess. How does that, so like how is collective identity or like them being a part of a bigger collective affecting how they understand who they are. Does that make sense? So in this documentary, we see a bunch of Americans get planted into a very different culture, right? So the idea here is how are the people who are living with a stronger collective identity, which we see in tribes too, how does that affect like their overall well-being, I guess would be, versus like the people who live more individually? They, like it affects their well-being because like there was a statistic that's saying like well-developed nations have more like issues with like suicide and depression because everyone feels alone because it's like they're by themselves while these people and like the tribe all like live together and they're all a community. So if they feel like they need help, they can ask it because they have a bunch of people just like them. I think it's situation. also like competition from or and like comparing each other. But like here they all like embrace one another no matter what their flaws are and they don't try to be perfect like in in the film none of them cared about how they looked they just like wanted to help out their family and their friends how they were living i think the collective identity sort of brings people together and like even though they might not be living in the best conditions it's sort of like that bond brings them more happiness than like living in an ideal condition Okay, so we're going to move on to the um, our books and how book our books relate to um, the individual and collective identity. So it kind of has a big factor in the tribe because um, the author talks about how individuals like live alone and like in the United States, they have a higher rate of um, like suicide and depression than any other modern, like well-developed country. But while even there, even though the Native Americans are in the United States, themselves have low rates of depression and suicide because they are a group together and they support each other. So, what is the factor of um, um, like what is the factor of like the collective identity? Do you think that benefits society and people? I think the having a strong collective identity with like a certain group of people would be helpful because it makes you sort of feel like you belong so you don't feel so alone. And then I think that feeling would bring you like a greater happiness because when you do feel alone, you sort of get like stressed out, anxious and all that. Yeah. Sort of like cold, oh. stressed out. <laughs> okay. Um, Lauren, do you have anything to say on this? Okay. Um. Um, I think the, what was it, the documentary mm-hmm. um, kind of connected with my book, What Made Maddie Run, and how if Maddie would have had, like, a good group of runners who really cared about her and, 
like just worried about her and how she was doing, then the things that would have happened or that things that happened would not have happened. And also um, having a strong individual identity, I think is also important because if things aren't going your way, you have to be strong and not just give up right away. Cause if you give up right away, then nothing's going to be achieved of what's happening. Yeah. For into the wild, I feel like, Chris, he had a stronger individual identity than a uh, whole, like cultural uh, collective identity, and this is because he sort of like spent most of his time alone traveling. But he would be he he would get into a collective identity when he would stop and sort of like stay at one place for an extended period of time with a group of people that he met, and then he had a lasting impact on each of those people, which sort of built that collective identity even more. But then he would always seem to abandon it, like he wasn't able to like just stay within a society because I get his individual identity was just so much stronger and just overtook everything. And then that just like sort of kept him moving around and not like staying out of one collective identity. But it sounds like he's happy with his individual identity. Yeah. He was and, like content. and what's the difference is between that and like individual identity today is that people are not content with their individual identity. Yeah. Like people are disappointed in like, what's going on in their life and like what they've achieved. And that's why they get depression and lead to suicide in their individual identity. But while these collective identity, like tribes, they all have the same goal and that's just to survive. And that's why I feel like tribes have lower rates of suicide and people in like harder, like in hard places, like in Guatemala, they're all happy to be with each other because they have no one, they're all going through the same situation and they can all relate to each other. And I think that's because we all feel as if we fall short of expectations, um, especially from our parents. Like we said a while ago, um, a lot of like ideas of success and stuff are shoved down our throat from a really young age. And if we aren't successful, then we're basically like a failure. But I think that's a big part of it. And we all just think that we aren't meeting the expectations of others. And also, this sort of relates back to the perfectionism thing again where we all feel like we're all harder on ourselves than other people are on us, I feel mm -hmm. like, because we always just want to be better than what we are right now. And I think individually, it's harder to live like that. But if you're part of a collective identity, like a strong one, where it's easier to live like imperfect when you're like with a group of people that are all okay with it mm -hmm. than just yourself. Because otherwise you just feel like you're letting yourself down where you don't see like that approval from others. And so it's... <laughs> in reality too i think that we focus on the little things so much but other people don't really see the things that we focus on like a little thing that doesn't even matter but we like we get so hard on ourselves for it but in reality no one cares no one sees it so we shouldn't be really getting on ourselves for it yeah do you guys have any questions you want to ask or um, uh, for living on a dollar a day, did you see any, like, parallels from, like, how they were living to, like, not, like, exactly how they're living, like, just, like, theoretically, how, like, through your book, I guess, like, through Tribe, I saw, like, yeah, really a little bit. Because, like, they talk about it, and it's as, like, like, so in modern society, there's like people that pull frauds and schemes, but then they were talking about that in the tribe and they never really pulled any schemes or like they didn't have any slackers or freeloaders. They were all like 
working together. And it's like that in Guatemala. It's like in Dollar a Day documentary, they didn't show people trying to cheat the system or trying to like find shortcuts to get ahead of everyone else. They were all taking steps together to get to school, to get to learn, to farm, to because Juan Carlos came down and helped the four, the four, um, four people like farm for, um, what's his name? The radishes and they, and it, they just help each other and that's what they want. And that's how the tribe lives. And that's how people in Guatemala live. Do you, do you think that, um, that like people working together in a society to create an overall better society would be more beneficial than like everybody in their individual worlds, just trying to like work hard on their own which leads to like sort of a, like a society, but like everybody's just working on their own way. Well, I feel like when you work together, you kind of like build a bond. So like, you know, like they're going to do what a good job and you know what you can expect out of them. But like, if you do it individually, you don't know like what you're going to get and you kind of like are nervous about them. Um, yeah, but it says we can just go to 30 because it says okay. 30 like that's okay. how long it has to be uh we it will only take like two minutes to wrap up yeah, so we'll wrap okay yeah do you want to talk about this one yeah let's talk about um so how does the subconscious help you um identify your individual like identity one point that really stood out to me was how it said um the better your subconscious your own subconscious or your awareness the better your mental health is and I think that's really important in society society today because I don't think anyone has the best mental health and that we all need to work on it and that all just connects to being aware of what's going on around you so what do you think is like a good example of like a healthy mental health (laughs) I guess just like being okay with who you are like still like striving for better because that just like is how we develop as people but not going like unrealistically like high expectations where it just like declines on your mental health like yeah but like where you're still overall happy with what you have at the moment um i say just loving yourself and not trying to make others be happy with you're happy with yourself like in in a like in no matter what happens like what occurs with you like you're happy within each other like like with yourself like you're not you're not um (laughs) you're not you're not sad and you're not disappointed that you don't have a million dollars or you drive a fancy car you're just content with what you have but you're still working for something new and then another thing that, like, resonated with me was under, like, learning to feel in the same article. And mm-hmm. it said, like, that we're, like, some people, like, live most, or most people live through a reactive state of being. Meaning, like, when things happen to us, they determine how we feel. And then, like, that sort of, like, in return says, like, uh, like as a result, like, how situation happens, like, how a situation happens sort of determines how we live our lives. But when you sort of like take control of that, you can change your view on that situation. And then in return, that would allow you to take control of how you live your life and sort of like change your own identity in a way, like the story. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. We got to, we got to wrap Yeah. Up. So 
This is The Selection. I'm your host, Cole Witter. Thank you for listening. Um, We will see you guys next week. And the question, again, the question was, um, what factors influence the development of a collective and individual identity? And tell us how you feel on that and see if there's any examples in the life that you live today where you can find a collective or individual identity that plays a role. Comment down below. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a nice week.